1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set to switch from European football back to the domestic stuff. Michael Beale says he sees Kamar Roof and Tom Lawrence as starters, not backup, but is at the end of the road for Kamara and Hadji. Celtic close in on the signing of Luis Palma, but who plays at the back tomorrow? And a big night on the continent last night with Aberdeen in a good position against Hacken. Well, Hearts have a bit more to do heading to Greece. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans. If I was going to summarise our European week, Gordon, I would say that Rangers and Aberdeen have a 50-50 chance of getting to where they want to get to in their respective European competitions. Hibs are out, for sure. I'm sorry, I think Hearts are out as well. I think the one-goal deficit and what awaits them in Greece will be too much for Frankie McAvoy's side. Then, of course, we have the Champions League draw on Thursday. I think the Celtic fans will be looking at that through the cracks in their fingers because they are in deep trouble defensively. How will that affect them against St Johnston tomorrow? That remains to be seen. But with Rangers at Dingwall, before the Celtic game kicks off, we could have quite a Saturday in our hands. It's been quite the week. Cammy Bell against the backdrop of a transfer window being open, big domestic games tomorrow. And it's been a, a decent week, sorry Hibs fans, but apart from that, a decent week in Europe as well. Yeah, for me, um, quite a positive week um, for Scottish teams in, in European competitions. We've got three teams that are absolutely well within their ties. Um, going, It's going to be difficult for Hearts going away to Greece, but I still think they've got enough to do it and get, get a good win over there. Um, Rangers certainly have enough to do it. They're going to have to put an almighty performance in to, to get that result. Um, and then Aberdeen have just brought themselves right back in it, 2-0 down, and then managed to get a draw over there and bring it back to Pataudry. So... Looking forward to next week. Come on then, 01419511025. What is on your mind tonight? Maybe you do want to reflect on European performances, so we'd be looking at you, Aberdeen fans, and Hearts fans particularly, last night. What did you make of the performances, and how does it set you up for next week here in Glasgow and the West? Clearly, uh, Celtic and Rangers never far from the headline. So what are you thinking tomorrow, Celtic fans? Who plays at the back then? Lager Bielka, we assume. Who else? Who else fills in there? Is it important to get someone in there and try and get them embedded into the way of things? Or are you just banking on a, a new signing, a new experience signing coming in very soon to save the day? Who plays at the back tomorrow? Luis Palma, that deal is getting closer, set to arrive in Glasgow in the not-too-distant future. So again, what do you make of that? I think it's today, isn't it? One week until transfer deadline day and we might have quite a busy week next week so this would be a good point for you Celtic fans in the next week what are you looking for? Seven days to go get your wish list in Rangers fans from PSV Eindhoven to Dingwall is that the type of fixture that still gives you a bit of fear when you consider some of the domestic performances at the start of the season or can you take positives from Europe into that one? Do you want to see the squad rotated? There's been a lot said about PSV having a free weekend and Rangers don't. Yanis um, Hadji, Glenn Kamara, are these the guys that are heading towards the exit? Michael Beale says Tom Lawrence and Kamar Roof are considered starters for him. So would you like to see them given significant game time? And anything else that's out there at all, we've got a great weekend ahead. So pick up that phone right now if you can. 0141 951 
1025 I think Michael Beale will juggle with the squad in Dingwall tomorrow perhaps not to the extent that he did against Morton last weekend where he left out eight players but I think Tom Lawrence and Kamar Roof might just start that game of course Michael Beale wanted the game called off in an ideal world he would want a weekend off to prepare for a European tie but he can't get it off and tomorrow he will have to negotiate a tricky Ross County side who, although they lived dangerously against Airdrie last weekend in the Viaplay Cup, they did get there in the end, the Eamon Brophy goal. Celtic have to be mindful of that match. If Rangers should drop anything, what an almighty chance they have been given to extend their three-point lead over Rangers. As for the central defensive pairing, there's only one man, Liam Scales. He's the only one left. Kobayashi is injured. Tomoki Iwata has played in that position, but never convincingly. So I think you have to go for a conventional defender like Liam Scales, alongside Laga Bielka, who, let's not forget, will be having his Celtic Park debut. Yeah. And the first thing he did at Kilmarnock was put the ball out the park because he looked to be nervous. No room for nerves tomorrow. What do you think, Celtic fans? You'll disagree with what Hugh says some way. You'll find a way. You'd rather stick Kyogo back there than a few <laughs> proven correct, I suspect. So, who plays at the back tomorrow? Give us all your thoughts on that situation that's been brewing this week. Luis Palma set to join the club. Have you done your research? And what do you want within the next week? 01419511025. Big games. Cami, as Hugh says, kicking off at, at Dingwall. And I'm fascinated by just how... How important the start to the week is uh, Start to the season is Sorry for some of our Scottish clubs You take the week that's just passed For Rangers Three games In three different competitions All as important as each other In their own way You've got You can't you can't go out the cup to Morton You've got the financial stuff With the Champions League qualifier And they're already three points behind Celtic So Ross County They quite simply have to win Oh and then the next week Isn't exactly quiet either Because there's PSV again And in case you hadn't heard They play Celtic next weekend So it's it's an incredible Month ahead Yeah listen It's been uh, An incredible start For Rangers um, It's been a little bit Up and down The performances Haven't um, Been inspiring So far um, On a number of occasions um, I, I felt as if They were good In the, the tie On Tuesday night Um Listen, that, that Kilmarnock away game at Rugby Park The first game of the season has really hurt them And put them under pressure Tomorrow's a massive match They cannot drop any points tomorrow at all Which is going to be a, a really tough tie at Ross County They've scored a lot of goals at the start of this season So they are a threat They've got a, a number of players up there Jordan White, Simon Murray, Brophy um, Going forward So Rangers are going to have to be up for it And then they've got to prepare themselves For another massive European tie midweek yeah, I mean, you have all sorts of scenarios that are possible. Imagine if Rangers did drop anything against Ross County and Celtic beat St Johnston, who are winless in the last five games, haven't scored in the last two, are bottom of the league. You, Rangers could be facing Celtic at Ibrooks, hoping not to fall nine points behind. Do you just say that because they have the harder fixture tomorrow? Is that is that the obvious? It, it should be the harder fixture by far. Uh, St Johnston have had a turbulent start to the season Their via play cup section was nothing other than an, an unqualified disaster They could be playing up to three or four low knees tomorrow Making their debut at Celtic Park Then what was difficult? Difficult for Celtic, difficult for Rangers I remember a Rangers 3-3 draw there mm. last season 
Listen, uh, Rangers, what, what they've got, they, what they face tomorrow is a, a team that will be very well organised under an organised manager, manager Malcolm Mackay. Um, I think you look at the flip side, you've got a young manager um, at St Johnston who's just taken over. They've started really, really poorly St Johnston this season. So for me, that's going to be... I think we'd all be shocked if, if Celtic don't take away the three points. So it's a really sticky tie for Rangers tomorrow and one that Michael Beale, as he's expressed, didn't want to face. But he has to face it and he has to get three points. Come on then, 01419511025. That is the number Ross has dialed. Ross, how are you tonight? What are you thinking? Um, hi, Gordon, Hugh and Cammy. Hope you're all well. Good, thanks. Good. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. I think Celtic need to win tomorrow, which I think we will. But I think right now, after last weekend, the Celtic fans are a wee bit uneasy about the team at the moment. I think defensively, we look very, very poor. Um, so I think other than a comfortable other than a comfortable win tomorrow, getting the Ibrox next weekend, the Celtic fans won't accept that. I think we need to win by maybe three or four goals tomorrow. The thing about our league, Hugh, this is nothing new. We've sort of been here before. Even if a even if one of the big two and Celtic in this case, even if they are in a, a stickier spot, even if they are dealing with injuries, even if they've got other priorities, it's these home games against teams like St Johnson, and I'm sorry, St Johnson fans, I don't mean it to be disrespectful. That, as Ross says, you you, you still find it hard to imagine any difficulty. And by the way, call up on Monday if that if yeah. that's wrong. But as we sit here on Friday night, anyway, there ought not to be. Too much difficulty. I wouldn't say there would be no difficulty because if you are playing a central defensive partnership which is made up of someone who only came into the country 10 days ago and has never played at Celtic Park and another one who was on loan at Aberdeen last season and would probably mm-hmm. be back at Aberdeen by this time were it not for the fact that Celtic have a defensive crisis. And I don't think crisis is an exaggeration because Celtic played two Sunday games one at Aberdeen, one at Kilmarnock, and on each occasion lost a central defender for two months because of injury. Tomorrow falls into the category of surely not for Celtic. You know, surely you can't slip up at home against a St. Johnson side as poor as they are. But Ross will go along there and he'll be sitting among fans who are expectant but agitated at the same time by the start. That may well be the case about the defence, Cammy. But the, the challenge is going to be for St. Johnston. Can you get? Can you have the ball? And and can you can you put it in an area near those guys then to even try and and, and take advantage of any weakness? Yeah, listen, I was at the command game last um, weekend, and and that's as poor a Celtic performance I've seen for a long time. Um, going forward defensively, I looked very, very nervous. And, and it was against a Kilmarnock team that were very organised and always carried a threat. They've got some good players this season, so don't underestimate how good they were. Um, I think it'll be different tomorrow. I think Celtic, as you say, will have a lot of possession. And it's up to St Johnston um, and Stephen McLean to set up his team and try and hurt Celtic, which, mm. listen, I, I don't think they've got the quality to, to go and do that. I expect Celtic to put on a performance tomorrow. And as Ross said, that's what the fans will be sitting there wanting to watch. It's a good performance, a number of goals, a, a confidence booster ahead of the old firm game next weekend. Ross, is tomorrow the day for Liam Scales then? Is that the only obvious solution or are we missing something? No, I think you're right. I think Liam Scales probably will come in tomorrow. Um, and I think in order for us to go into the Ibrox game of confidence, we need to win comfortably, but we also need to keep the back door shut. Because in the last couple of games we've played, 
they're conceding goals left, right, and centre. I think I'm going to calculate it. I think is it a total of four goals I've lost in yep. three games. So I think we need to make sure that we're we're defending properly tomorrow. And I don't. I, I, don't, I don't personally see any issues tomorrow I think we will be fine But my only concern is The defensive aspect I think that's our downfall at the moment oh, are, we, are we too negative though Hugh? Let's just, like I say Before a ball's been kicked Why not view this as an opportunity For Liam Scales to come in And really impress And, and you, you never know It's very easy to sit and say Oh well, you know that's not the solution That won't take Celtic to the next level And they'll need to sign Which I'm sure they, they still do But should we, should we at the outset Look at these things as an opportunity for people? Well, you know, he uh, did well at Pataudry. Um He clearly just goes about his business in uh, an uncomplicated manner, and that's what Celtic need right now. They brought in Stephen Welsh at Pataudry second half, and he did that. Unfortunately, he then goes and gets injured, and he's out for two months as well. So my reservation would be, like a Bielka, 60,000 people at Celtic Park, his debut at Celtic Park... How will he be feeling? Uh, Scales will have to talk him through the match rather than the other way round. Uh, it's the partnership, I suppose, yeah, isn't it? And, and Brendan Rodgers has made a lot of that this week. It's not about Lagabielka. Not about the one, as Brendan Rodgers put it. It's about the two. So the two of them have got to hit it off because there will come a point at some stage in the game where they are put under some form of pressure by St Johnston. So it's a big afternoon, but I take Ross back to something he said earlier though about the, the defence being the, 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 the big issue Celtic went to Kilmarnock and didn't score a goal how many times can you say that of the team that played under Ange Postacoglu not very many didn't look like scoring either Hugh and that yeah. was a concerning point for me that they absolutely didn't look like scoring there was no threat I, I, I don't remember the Kilmarnock goalkeeper actually having a very good save to make during the, the game and that's unheard of when you go to Rugby Park if Kilmarnock were to win in history the goalkeepers probably made five, six really good saves and Celtic didn't hurt Kilmarnock at all. Um, I think the big concern for the Celtic fans is the the lack of experience at the back. They need a leader in there and, and they're missing, mm. obviously, Cameron Carter-Vickers, who's a huge player for them, but they, they've just not got that experience in there at the moment and that's going to be vital going into this old form game next weekend. They will have Alistair Johnson. I'm quite certain that... Straight back in. Yeah, he's got so. to... He, you know, he's apparently been training for almost a fortnight he's got to come in to give that kind of assurance that Cammy was talking about there if you've got him on one side and I know Greg Taylor's had nothing but criticism since the start of this season but at least if you have last season's fullbacks Alistair Johnston Greg Taylor yeah. the two central defenders will be helped out by that ok thank you very much to Ross let's swiftly move on to Andy Andy as a Celtic fan what are you making then of that defensive area at the moment is it Liam Scales tomorrow can he stay in there How, you know signings ahead what are you thinking Liam Scales needs to play Gordon I'm, I'm the one of the guys that goes onto YouTube to look at the, the qualities of new signings that are coming in but when Lagia Bielka came in I, um, I just assumed he would have been a left sided centre back when, he, when the game started last week and I seen him predominantly right-footed, I was quite surprised because that was my criticism of Starfield, who I thought was a good player. But obviously, if teams are going to be pressing you and he's, he's on his wrong foot, he takes an extra touch, which puts you a, a wee bit under pressure, particularly in the bigger games. I think Liam Scales, left-sided centre-back, definitely needs a, he definitely should be given a chance. And, and when he played for Aberdeen last week, eh, last year, rather, I'm pretty sure he'd done OK. Yeah, think, that, that balance, Cammy, is something, sorry, Hugh, just to, to sort of bow to Cammy's knowledge of playing behind these... Defenders, you know, sometimes the balance 
you can't always get it. I think Navrotsky was he's left footed, isn't he? So yep. he's the one that you thought would maybe that obvious balance. Um yeah, so maybe maybe that scales Lager Bielka partnership. Yeah, listen, the having a left and a right footed um, centre half partnership is the ideal scenario. Again, especially the way that modern football's played, playing out from the back, you want that to be comfortable, you're able to play it on his on his um, strong foot so that he can find the pass forward. Listen, last weekend they just looked very, very nervous from the outset. Obviously, huge touchdown at one of his first passes straight up the pitch, trying to pass back to Joe Hart. Wasn't a good start for him. Um, but again, he was just... I just looked at him and he, he's not an imposing figure either. He's not a, a, a big, strong defender that I think Celtic will need going forward, that, um, especially in the bigger games when you're playing um, the, the top teams in, in the league. Um, especially Europe. Listen, Cameron Carter-Vickers is a top defender for me, but he's a top defender because he's so strong. He's very good in the ball. He's got an all-round game to him. I just looked at Lagabielke and I felt, hey, do you know what? He's not that big. He's not six foot four. He's very, very slim as well. And he didn't really, for me, Kamarnock actually identified it that they marked um, Cam, Callum McGregor out of the game and left him on the ball. And for me, his passing forward wasn't good enough either. So he'll need to improve as a Celtic player. And and, and I listen, it was his first That's game. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not being too critical of him, but there wasn't a lot i seen of him that uh, that really that's impressed why, me last weekend, to be that's honest. That's why, Cammy, uh, you know, left foot, right foot partnerships, okay. I understand the technical side of it all. But I'm looking at his temperament tomorrow. I'm looking at someone who was a nervous wreck at Kilmarnock. Celtic have 60,000 fans there tomorrow. He has to be a big boy because the following weekend, he's at Ibrox. I know you, I know you can spin it that way, but a, a home game against St. Johnson, it should be a, it should be quite, it should be more of a gentle one on the nerves, should it not? Uh, not, not if you're away on on the pitch and, and a, if you a team start well and as a, player, and a team that's coming not, at you. Not if you're found to be temperamentally suspect. Yeah. Like I say, I think that, I think the spin you can try that both ways. But there's a reason we usually say that, like, oh, would you risk giving a player a debut away at Rugby Park versus a home game against? Listen, this is a great game for him. If he can't what, handle St Johnston at home, point, totally yeah. get that, um, Gordon. If he can't handle the game tomorrow, mm. then he's absolutely no chance next weekend. What else is on your mind, Andy? A wee quick observation about the game last week. Uh, just uh, nobody's mentioned that I thought there was a bit of naivety with the Celtic medical team last week when Greg Taylor got injured to take him off to get treatment, and he was the most experienced defender on the park at that time. I think they could have treated him on the pitch and got him on quicker. But anyway, my other thing with Gordon was um, the SFA. I, I'm, I've called the, the show for a number of years probably now, and you know I never wanted to stand up for Rangers. But however, um, I think the SFA are showing a distinct lack of leadership. Um, Teams are trying to progress to European competitions, which is great for the whole country. I just don't understand why the SFA are not supporting more teams when they make the, the sort of. The SFA have annoyed me for a number of years. It's starting, I was involved with it, but then, then the, the pyramid situation and then the Conference League. And I watched the programme last week when you guys were debating about the fans going to the Celtic and Rangers games. And Gordon, you, you explained the rule about how many fans are allowed in. And to me, it was ambiguous to say the least. Mm. I don't think there's any leadership coming from the Scottish Football Association whatsoever. Well, first of all, guy, first of all, guy. first of all, you know, get get your allegation right. It's not an SFA matter. Yeah, these are all sort of SPFL it's an SPFL issues, yeah. matter. And you know, the, the time to discuss this is not mm. once the season has started. Well, let's no, but let's cut to the chase though, because it's a, it's an important question that he's asked. So, I, you know. The week should and Andy's a Celtic fan. And he's saying it's not like me to stick up for Rangers. Should 
teams be afforded the week off in between qualifiers the way PSV are? I think that both clubs should be asked. Ross County are the host club. They should be asked, are you willing to have the game postponed? Uh, Rangers, you assume, will say, yes, we want to postpone to, to give us extra time to recover. Um, but I do have a feeling at the back of my mind that if you start to do it, they'll, they'll then complain later in the season mm. when the game is rescheduled and say, oh, it gives us fixture for the best in the league. Michael Beale said today, Cammy, like, they're, they're more than happy to get on with it, but yeah. it's something that he would maybe like looked at in the future, not just for Rangers, for other teams. Absolutely. I've also seen a counter-argument, though, that we, if PSV are the example, I think our Scottish season's a little bit longer than mm. the Eredivisie season. Mm. I don't think they play a League Cup that's as... as Busy as ours, so is there space to fit those games in down the line? What do you think? Yeah, for me there is. Um, I think we need to support our clubs uh, as best as we can for them to develop in the European competitions, no matter which club it is. I think it's all about planning, Gordon. I think if we plan just now, listen, this season's done. We, the, the guys need to play the games that are scheduled for the weekend. Michael Beale takes that on board and so do the other managers or the other clubs that are involved in Europe. But listen, see if two weeks' time we decide, look, what we're going to do is we're going to put a plan in place that every team that's in Europe next season will get a window of opportunity to apply to um, the league to to postpone the game um, in between the European fixtures Mm. to give them the best opportunity. And just, just I mean, would that only be the playoff round? Um, Because, I mean, obviously... Celtic Ranger, uh, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts, you know, they yeah. all have to come through a number of... Listen, yeah. Did you do it? Uh, no. not play the game yet then? No, I, th- I, think when you, I think when we're in the playoff round, it's really important that right. to allow them to get the, to the group stages and because we know how big the group mm. stages are for us as, uh, as a country. Um, so I think if we, we, we plan forward a little bit and listen, nobody knows the fixtures next year, nobody knows who's going to be in Europe either. So we just make it a baseline yeah. and saying, look... How did Giovanni Van Brockers get to a final mm. without postponements? Yeah, but that's, that's no, not listen, the point, it's not... To say that it's impossible, so we're giving teams the I, best I, chance, I'm, and that's not to say I agree with it either. I'm looking at um, more than than Celtic and Rangers, to be perfectly honest. The, your Aberdeens, your Hibs, and your Hearts, who have got smaller yeah. squads, it, it's a big stretch for them. Well, there guys. we go. There's look at that. We're up and running with a number of debates. Sandy and Ross giving us their thoughts on Celtic and Liam Scales and defensive situations ahead of tomorrow. So keep them coming if you want to wade in on. A potential postponements ahead of European games Feel free to do that Rangers fans What else is on your mind specifically Ahead of that trip to Dingwall Give us all your calls right now please 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now The voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Cammy Bell and Hugh Evans are here, and it's 0141-951-1025 for you to join them. And please do. You can send me your thoughts on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. I actually just got a message during the, the break from one of our esteemed colleagues, oh. Mr. Gordon DL. And I thought I thought his name pop up. I thought it was something. He, he must want to express an opinion on you know the footballing debate of the day yeah. and the me- the message quite simply says what is a good dish from the indian restaurant <laughs> I mean, seriously amazing he must know that i'm busy obviously yeah. because this is where i tend to be between 6 and 8 every night of my life and he's like what am i some sort of what like, did you advise him on? I haven't yet the Have pressure the pressure to get that right is actually too much for me get a chicken tikka masala and go away I mean that that's a pretty it's a safe bet isn't it that's, yeah. that's probably what I've, I've had to because the thing is he doesn't understand the specifics I've had to go back and say what Indian restaurant because oh, that does change things yep. doesn't it yep. if it's your if it's your local sort of you just go basic 
Does he like spice or not? What? I don't know. This is the thing. So many questions. Yeah. You just put me under so much pressure. I don't know. Anyway, 01419511025. Interesting tweet from Matthew. It's good to hear all sides of it uh, on that quick debate we had before about postponing league games for Euro qualifiers he says how many years did we as a country complain teams were going into the qualifiers cold without match sharpness yeah. and now someone is not to be match sharp by postponing league games I suppose it's a, a fine balance isn't it let's hear a bit from Michael Beale who did his press uh, today they've been talking about different members of his, his squad in particular two that are set to return for tomorrow's game in Dingwall uh, Tom Lawrence and Kamar Roof and he says he views them as starters rather than backup players he says he actually won't really know his strongest starting level until they are involved and then he says both will feature against Ross County tomorrow I think Tom and Kamar are really in my thoughts for that so not, not having them for the period of time since I've been here has been a big frustration for me um, so them coming back in the squad and certainly this week going and coming back after the international break, them two players are really in my thoughts as starters, not as backup players. So I've not had them. So I think them, the centre-half position this summer with Ben being injured and, and Connor coming back from the injury and Dujon not being fit, we wasn't able to practice how we wanted. But I think as we go into the international break, we're getting closer and certainly coming out of it, we'll be ready. The, the doors will be closed, if you like. And and then we can we can get on with, uh, with really bedding down, I think, a consistent team and people then have got to take the shirt. I think having nine games in a period of four or five weeks, it would be a miss of me not to rotate because it's so early in the season. We know that last year we come out of this period with a lot of injuries. Both going to feature tomorrow by the sounds of it. Quite interesting to hear that level of praise because, again, I was there at the press conference. That question wasn't about Kamal Roof and Tom Lawrence. We had moved on long since then and the question was how close are you to finding your strongest starting eleven? And he sort of volunteered those two as, as being part of that. Yeah, very interesting. And listen, I think Tom Lawrence has been a a big miss. Um, he's had a long spell of, of injuries and breakdowns and coming back. And Rangers have missed him because he was a very, very good player when he came in and, and was very influential. So I think he's a big player to come back for Rangers, almost like a new signing for them. Um, and came a roof again. It's keep, keeping came a roof fit. Um, having him available because I think he does bring something different to the Rangers side and the attacking force that they've got going forward. He is different to the other strikers. Um, probably more an impact sub for me and what he can come on and bring. Um, can score goals. He, he's done that throughout his career, but it's just keeping him fit is one of the big issues. I think you're planning for two occasions in one here. You're planning to get all three points in Dingwall, but you're also planning ahead for Eindhoven. Exactly. So why do managers waste their time by saying they take things one game at a time? Exactly. When they don't. But they just don't. If you can't have a cancellation and they can't, then Kamar Roof, our, our goal scorer throughout his career, wherever he has been, and Tom Lawrence, an outstanding player, unfortunately suffered a serious injury. Both of those should be in contention for tomorrow's match. And you can see that Rangers squad is beginning to expand in a way that makes them look good in the early part of the season. You know, Rabbi Matondo has come in. It was terrific against Morton. It doesn't matter that they play in the Championship. He had a very, very good afternoon. Scored a magnificent goal against PSV. And the squad is getting bigger on a weekly basis and it's very much to Michael Beale's good fortune. 
Uh, okay, let's bring in Daniel, who's on View Park tonight. Hi, Daniel. How's it going? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Not bad, not bad. What have you got for us? Uh, I just think uh, some people have got short memories. Uh, obviously, people talk about games getting uh, postponed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if I mind back to when Rangers went to Manchester, there was quite a lot of games postponed. And then uh, all we got towards the end of the season was Rangers fans complaining about the fixture chaos it caused them. So you can't have it both ways. If what? you want the game postponed, fine, but then don't moan, moan about it once what ga- it causes what, you problems. Were, what games were postponed? What do you mean? So were games postponed to help Rangers in Europe that season? That's not really how yeah, I remember they, that, is it? Yeah, they then wanted the league extended because of it because it, it, it came to the last week or two and they had so many games to try and cram in. Right, maybe my memory's hazy, Cammy, but I don't think that was as a result of... Was that not down to postponements during the winter? I, I, I can't remember. I do remember the, oh, the circumstances course, yeah, yeah. when they had to they play They wanted it extended and it didn't get was, extended. There was four games in a week they were, given, were they, or were they given free weekends in preparation for Europe? That's not how I remember it, but someone can correct me. I mean, I don't know, I'm still at school. <laughs> I'll look it up. Um, again, up again just... also, I'm not sure... Daniel, this is what we do in Scottish football... I, I don't really know if, if 2008 is particularly relevant because it's, look, it's Rangers this time but it's also Hibs and it's Hearts and it's Aberdeen and it might be Celtic. I think, can we broaden our horizons in general terms, should Scottish teams be given a free weekend to help prepare? Let, let's not worry about having our views tainted by 2008 one way or the other. Would that not be beneficial? I think that's the question. Yeah, personally it wouldn't bother me if they did. Uh, but all I'm saying is if they do... Just don't complain about it mm, further yeah. down the line when you then get the the, yeah. the the backup that it causes. Yeah, we're making up legislation on the hoof here. However, if it's about the qualifying rounds, then okay. Uh, as long as everyone's in agreement, fine. However, once the tournament proper begins, whether it's... Oh, I don't think anyone's suggesting no. that because you play six games. No, no, yeah, no, no this, is, this is about giving teams... The chance to to qualify. Yeah, that's all the stages. Yeah, they don't qualify. You're not going to cancel six league games. Well, well, in that case, then someone has to. You know, Michael Beale has had a lot to say about it. Michael Beale should go to James Bisgrove and say, "I would like mm. you to formally put forward a suggestion that there be the cancellation of league games prior to European qualifying games." And let someone start the ball rolling instead of talking about it all the time. Mm. Go to the appropriate authority, the SPFL, and ask for a hearing on this matter. Well, I totally agree. I think it's it's all about action. Now, there's been a number of managers. I think, listen, if you went through all, all the managers in the league and asked them, look, if you're going to be in European football next season for the qualifiers, would you like a postponement in the in the in the fixture that's in between the two ties? And I think ninety percent of them, if not hundred, would say yes mm. because it gives our players the best opportunity to qualify. Yeah, but to be fair, as the tweeter said, tomorrow is not a great example because it's Dingwall and it's lunchtime and it's far. But is there a case to say that sometimes? Take Rangers then as an example It's a new team gelling yep. What if Rangers chances against Eindhoven Are enhanced by a serial Dessers hat-trick tomorrow Or a return for Kamar so Roof and Tom Lawrence? We're looking at hindsight again What if Dessers gets injured? What if he, what if he ends up injured? And but can't that, that's play my point The automatic assumption that the rest yep. is, the, is the best thing So what I'm saying is Allow the manager of that team to make that decision Sure l- l- Listen, it's an application that you put in And you say yes as a manager of Rangers, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, 
whoever is in Europe at that point, Motherwell, whoever, they, if they make the decision, they know their squad, they know their players, they know what's best for their players to qualify, and which is great for Scottish football, let them make that decision. Um, they are, Shani, also allowed not to participate in the, the League Cup qualifying well, the sections. Mm. So, it's early in the season. The season only began on the 5th of August. For me, it's a bit early to be going on about this. But, however... But it's not, again, it's it's not so much that. I think it's just the importance of this fixture. become yeah. season-defining. And again, prob- well, the problem we've well, got here is we make everything about Rangers and Celtic. To take take Hearts as, as as an example then, and it will soften everything down. Listen, it's season-defining, isn't it? It's a season-defining well, someone, If it's season-defining, mm. let someone go to the SPFL mm. and say, I'd like yeah. a vote... On this yeah. matter, well, that's fine, but we're, we're still allowed to debate it. Let's only get to that stage. I've heard from from three of the managers have openly said. I never heard if Barry Robson had said that he would like that. But listen, Stephen A. Smith, Lee Johnson, Michael Beale have all mm. said they would have preferred the fixture not to happen this and weekend. And for what it's worth, none of them have said this is a disgrace. I can't believe no, this is happening. They're just saying, okay, we, maybe we should look at. Yeah. Can we go back? We should look at. Rangers did not ask for. A postponement of the Ross County. That's what I'm saying. It's, we're talking about the future and whether it could be an option. But but if you felt strongly about it, why didn't they ask? Because again, Hugh, there's a difference. Not everyone has to throw their toys out the pram and say it's a disgrace. You can just say this is not ideal and maybe we can work to a solution in the future. Again, not, what, I don't think there's scope to practicalities. Why don't the SPFL send a letter out to every single Premier League club and say, look, for next year, what what do you think? Do should be there be an option of postponement if your club's in Europe? Yes or no? Okay. O one four one nine five one one oh two five. Let's bring in Craig who is a Rangers fan. What are you thinking for the guys tonight, Craig? Uh, well, uh, on the topic you were just on, I actually remember uh, that time because I was I was going to Ibrox for uh, for that final, the European final. We did ask for time off, but we weren't granted it. We weren't granted any time off. We were forced to play a lot of games in a short period of time. Because I remember us all being annoyed at it. And then we were all even more annoyed about it when we found out that uh, for the cup final, we Rangers and Hibs were getting some time off before that. And we were all annoyed the fact that we didn't get any time off before our European game. The um, 2008 was the Queen of the South final, was it not? Oh, no, I'm not I'm not meaning that. I'm just meaning in 2008, we were all annoyed that the, the, the SFA wouldn't grant us any time off. But then with the next opportunity mm. of a club asking, it was that 2016 final with Hibs and they granted them time off for that. I thought that, no, and that's no, but again, this is different. I think that's because their season, it was to do, it was to do with the playoffs, wasn't it? Uh, anyway, like let, let's not argue about 2008 or 2016, because I don't know what relevance it really has. Um, yeah. what, what are you thinking today? Yeah, well, I think I think for are you meaning for the Rangers game, or are you meaning my opinion on if it should be allowed or not? Whatever you want, you just take it, take it away. I, I think any club that has got to a far stage in a European competition in Scotland should be granted some time off where they need it because I think as a country that we don't really get to many European finals and we don't really get to far stages a, a higher end competitions, I think we should help any club in Scotland that reaches that to try and give them the best opportunity to succeed because in the end it's going to be the best for the country Yeah, fair enough, fair enough What else are you thinking for the guys tonight? Uh, so I was just thinking about the game um, the game at the weekend uh, I was thinking that it would be a good it would be a good thing if Ruth was to get some game time I know a lot of Rangers fans right now are are thinking that he's been injured too many times and that there's no point in taking another chance on him. But in my honest opinion, the guy is the best finisher at the club. If you've got a chance of getting someone like that running and fit, and we've had players before that have 
went through a bad injury, he's been injury prone and then ended up playing regularly. So if I've got that opportunity to actually get him back in the team and get him playing and scoring goals, then I'm all for it. I think Michael Beale's dropping a very large hint that that will happen tomorrow. Uh, from the start? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, you know, Tom Lawrence in particular out for ages, isn't he? No, I don't mean yeah. the pair. Oh. I mean Kamar Roof. Sorry, right. uh, uh, why not? Um, he's praised him. He's said what an important part of the squad he is and we all know his career background. He's a natural goal scorer. And if you want to rest legs before Eindhoven and still have a natural goal scorer on the park, Kamar Roof's your man. Yeah, uh, listen, I think um, Michael Beale, the way that he spoke about Kamar Roof, it obviously tells us a story that he's in his plans going forward and he trusts him that he can get him fit and keep him fit is the main mm. thing. Because I, I totally agree with Craig, he's a, he's a natural born goal scorer, he's scored goals throughout his career, he's a, he's a different type of striker compared to what they've got at the club, so... I think he is an important part if they can keep mm. him fit going forward this season. Thank you to Craig. I love this. James Tierney sent me a tweet. Get your facts right, please, Gordon Duncan. The league <laughs> was extended in 2008 and that's why it finished on a Thursday. Rangers had a game against Gretna postponed to help them prepare for the game against Leon. They were then pumped 3-0 at Ibrox. <laughs> See, James, that's why I said, look, remind me. I just couldn't remember. That's the beauty of this show. I'm sorry I can't remember every single fixture detail over the last 20 years. James consi- been- consider me... Put in my place. James has been <laughs> carrying this around in his head for fifty. It's not years. that deep. It's not that deep. Because I don't. The most and this is why this show is brilliant. Because even although that is right, I don't think that's got anything to do with the debate right now. And certainly neither did the twenty sixteen situation no. with Hibs in the Scottish Cup. But guys, it's Friday. Let's lighten up. Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let me tell you about this before we go any further. Of a million pounds. Well, this is big. Well, the cash register takes a bit of a break. We've teamed up with our sister stations across the UK to give you the chance to win a quarter of a million pounds. It couldn't be easier to enter as well. All you need to do, grab the phone for the fastest way into the draw, and here's how you can get your hands on that quarter of a million. It's the same deal. Text yes to 61025. That's yes to 61025. The texts are two pounds. Plus a standard network rate. Enter on our website. Online entries cost £2. Or you can call 0330-880-4523. The Nokia doesn't do it. Put it down. Uh, Calls charged at a standard rate. Over 18s only. And all the rules for this Bauer Media Audio UK competition are on our website. We guarantee to pay out every penny of this cash to one winner. And it will be in their bank account straight after the call. Imagine that. Refreshing your banking app or... Going to check your bank book or whatever it is you do. Uh, Lines close at 5pm next Friday when we'll make the call. There's no phrase or amount to remember. You don't have to pick up in five rings. Just answer your phone and a quarter of a million pounds is yours. So for your chance to win, a quarter of a million takes yes to 61025 right now. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell are available on that usual number 01419511025 You can tweet at Clyde SSB well, There's now a full-blown argument about what did or didn't happen in 2008 <laughs> 15 years ago, by the way 15 years ago James is back on, he's not happy because I put on a dramatic voice and when I read out his tweet, he's now going to tell me that he's not not happy, isn't he? I just don't know what to say to James anymore. He's he's put me under pressure. He says he's perfectly calm. 
um, which would make you the only man on Twitter who's perfectly calm, James. It has to be said. And actually, in amongst all that, the real debate on Twitter is what Gordon DL should have uh, for his his Indian. Apparently, yeah, yeah someone inundated. Uh, with suggestions so if Gordon gets his South Indian garlic chilli chicken with garlic naan as Pozog says then who am I to argue 01419511025 there is a lot out there to debate here's one that actually uh, in relevance for now rather than the the trip down memory lane because interesting because Graham's a Rangers fan I get why folk would want games postponed to help with qualifiers but in my opinion if I had the choice I'd rather have games postponed at the other end i.e. a group stage or if you were to get to a final and you obviously can't have both. So where would the greater need be, says Graham? Do you cross that bridge when you come to it? Uh, yeah, listen, the ideal scenario is that the manager makes the decision, but he won't get that decision. I think the, the big thing for me and why it would be in qualifiers is um, once you get to group stage, it changes a lot of the, their outlook for Scottish football, basically. Um, and that's why I would say that we give the managers the option and it's up okay. to them, they know the team better. If than any us. Scottish club reaches a European final, they should automatically be given the weekend off prior to the final. I think Yeah, that, a final as well. I think when you get to the last stage as well, yes, we support I think, our teams. I think the point is though the debate the debate would the goalposts would just keep moving. If any of yeah, them got to a quarter final or a semi, people would then say, Oh, we should do it now, we should do it now, we should do it now. And you obviously can't do that. Too often throughout a season. No, no yeah. we'll have a farcical domestic season. I think the decision needs to be decided before the season yeah. starts, and that's yeah. it. And you stick with it. Anyway, what about Billy, who's on the line? What's your point for the guys tonight, Billy? Oh, he's gone oh. right, at the, right. At the, and you were going to like this point as well, Q. We'll oh. Let's try and get Billy back. He just disappeared right at the the crucial moment. I still want to see or hear, I should say, from Aberdeen fans. That would be nice to hear about last night. Hearts as well. We all think even I could tell by social media the number of people who have, you know, fans of other teams who are tuning in and checking out those European games to see what they would involve. Let's see if we can get a bit of discussion going on then. We are here until eight o'clock as well, of course, on the live stream as well, in case you're just getting up to speed with things in this new season. Hugh Keevens has gone out the top button. It's yeah. done tonight. What's happened? Friday as well. Well, you know, I was, I was thinking I might even undo... The top button and the shirt. Oh, yeah. look at that. You want to see him on a Saturday, Cammy, right? He comes in with his, his casual weekend look. Mm-hmm. He goes a shirt, obviously, yep. but he has a t shirt under it. And almost like to underline the fact that it's the weekend, he doesn't only leave like one or two buttons undone, he leaves like five. It's <laughs> so like the, the bottom two are done, but then the rest is just that he's shown off his t shirt underneath. Springsteen, like it. <laughs> said, like it. Said no one ever. Uh, Billy, what's your point tonight? Hello, uh, hello, lads. He's all good. Good, yep. good. You? Yep. Uh, aye, good, aye, thanks. Uh, there was a calling yesterday about Alfredo Morelos, right? And I know, I know, right, bringing him up again, right? But listen, after he's done for Rangers, top goal scoring in Europe and all that, all nonsense, right? He's still not got a club. And maybe, I think maybe Rangers, maybe not owe it to him, but why not let him train with him and just maybe mm. get him a bit fit again and. Maybe, no, resign him. I think the call was yesterday, resign him, but no, no resign him necessarily, but just get him fit. And maybe, well, it used to be a few pounds that he'd tough to lose, but maybe a couple of stone now, like, but... This is <laughs> why I love this show, Hugh. If anyone, <laughs> ever, if anyone ever asks me, what do you like about it? I say that every day is different and every day is unpredictable. I did never envisage that two nights in a row we would have bring back Morelos yeah. calls to this show. Um, when Billy, to be fair, is going like in a halfway house, doesn't want him signed. He wants some sort of fitness camp trial I listened period. last night. I thought, now we have truly moved into the parallel universe. 
What are they on about? You know, the, oh, he, to be fair, they've all explained it quite clearly. Yeah, well, let me it. let me explain myself then. He he visibly declined in a Rangers jersey because of his own uh, lack of application. Rangers hung around with Alfredo Morelos for far too long, cost themselves a fortune by not taking money when he was at his peak, and by the time he left the club, he was of no use whatsoever to Michael Beale. So, Billy, by your own admission, you'd be bringing back someone whose physical condition would be way, way short of playing for Rangers, even if they even contemplated the idea of bringing him back. And Michael Beale doesn't need people hanging around the place, getting gym time. He's trying to run a football club here on a European and domestic level. Alfredo Morelos is yesterday, past tense. Two callers made the point on air last night. There were more callers who phoned in to make the point that we didn't manage to get on air. And now Billy's done something similar. I had no idea that this opinion was out there, Cammy. Yeah, listen, um, Alfredo Morelos was incredible for a period at Rangers and done, uh, uh, listen, his goal-scoring record is phenomenal. Um, He did, I agree with you, decline in his performances and his attitude towards the club um, Alfredo Morelos hasn't got a club for a reason and th- there is a reason behind it he- his attitude he's, again his body shape he-, he shouldn't be overweight when you're a top top footballer and you're getting paid the money that Alfredo Morelos was getting paid you shouldn't be overweight that's that's one thing you shouldn't be um, listen he can afford to get a personal trainer or five personal trainers if he wants to Rangers, uh, as Hugh said, he is in the past for me. He's not. He, he was great for the club at one period, but not towards the end of his his tenure with Rangers Football Club. No, I've seen. I've just seen a story right there that's popped up that um, Cyril Dessers has moved into his house <laughs> in Mulgay or something. So he's going to have to find a new one if uh, if he comes back. He's um, rumoured to Billy, be going to a club in Mexico, incidentally. Billy, where do, where does this all fit in though? With you know what Michael Beale has done to try and freshen up the squad and, and sign a number of attacking players and bringing oh, back like Kimar Roof and so on. Listen, I know I know what the what they're saying, right? But I'm not saying we sign them. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm not saying paying them wages. I'm not saying that, right? Maybe just let them train, let them train, get them fit. Because he might be thinking, he might be thinking right now. By the way, I thought I'd have offers on the line. Like, what's going on? I should have. I had a chance to stay at Rangers and I've, I blew it. He might be thinking that, you never know. And see, see, when he wanted to play for Rangers, he was banging in the goals when he wanted to play for them. He might be thinking, what have I done? You know what I mean? So see if he comes, so see if he was allowed to train, but no re-signed or whatever. And he was showing that same hunger in it again because he knows what he's missing now and he never got clubs or offering him contracts mm. that he fought. Who knows, who's so, who's to say that he can't get back to the play that he was? Billy, would you would you take Morelos back at this moment in time when you've seen the strikers that Michael Beale signed and what Rangers have this season? Would you take him back? I wouldn't. I wouldn't re-sign him right now. No, definitely not. But I would. I'd maybe because he's a, because what he's done for the club, and I know he's listen. He's had he's very like a, a lot of lows as well, right? But. Mm. I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad idea to let him them. Well, listen, and that's and that's the that's the beauty of it. You're allowed to come on and make that. Ruddy disagrees. He says we don't want that anywhere near our club. Joyfully down tools. Why do our fans want him back? Anyway, I, it's not a debate I expected to have. It's, a it's the beauty. Club. Let's leave it, Hugh, because we're extremely late for this. Beat 
the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. Cami Bell and Hugh Evans are your potential victims tonight, and you need to call before seven o'clock. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Tackle the headlines. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Play one super scoreboard. Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevens are here It's 01419511025 If you want to tweet us as well You can if you're just joining us uh, We've been hearing from Michael Beale Been looking at that game in Dingwall Tomorrow we sort of swerved into a debate About whether clubs, not just Rangers Any club should get the chance to postpone fixtures In between European qualifiers Rangers don't have that this weekend PSV do uh, I mean if you're on Twitter That's just spiralled into a debate about the season 15 years ago and what Gordon DL should have for his dinner uh, we've even had a, a, an update on the should Rangers bring back Alfredo Morelos I, I, I don't know that's the beauty of the phone and these things just happen randomly uh, and of course Celtic tomorrow defensive crisis who's going to play there is it Liam Scales uh, and closing in on Luis Palma as well very keen to reflect on some European action from last night so if you've got thoughts now is the time to share them and we'll play this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. Been a bit of a mixed bag recently. The listeners have been having their fun with you pundits this oh. season. But mm. even what Thursday we had no victories on Thursday nights until last night and eventually uh, Mark Wilson and Gordon which one of them was it? Gordon DL got back on the saddle. However, they played against three guys who I think were on holiday or something together. And passed on a true or false, oh, wow. so you sort of knew <laughs> that they were, you know, that they weren't maybe in the right headspace. Shall well we say, on. Hugh Evans? Well, uh, dimwits would be another word. <laughs> well, one of them actually sent me a picture, Craig Mackey, and he sent me a picture on Instagram of them. Yeah, very much, you know, on holiday. Um, you know, taps off as the phrase would go. Um, any no drinks in hand, incidentally, no. but a picture of them watching us on the live stream. So oh, there amazing. you go, hope they're enjoying their, their holiday uh, from Craig there Anyway, tonight's contestant, Stuart, is on the line Let's get ready to introduce ourselves to Stuart Evening, Gordon How's it Good. going, you alright? A wee bit nervous, Gordon No, don't be, don't be Have you ever played before? Hey, I played once before, yeah I played uh, uh, Dazza, Gordon Dale, and they beat me Oh, that's never good, was that a couple of years back? I ain't sure, Gordon, I about a year now a year ago well, surely you're not as nervous now because you've got that experience under your belt that's what they always talk about no? ah it's alright Gordon when you're, you're playing it on the radio but... <laughs> oh, oh. oh dodgy Craig, Craig Lines that's n- a dodgy line is not what we need for Beat the Pundit I'm going to give Craig a se- uh, Stuart a second I'm going to let the producer speak to him and see if we can just uh, make sure that that line is okay because that's not, that's not no, use no. is it? no well, although it's good for us. I'll yeah. happily take him on now. No, but it's not, because then I'm just... I, I don't know if he's just gone quiet because he doesn't know the answer <laughs> or because he's not there. So hopefully the producer is going to speak to him right now. Hint, hint, producer, if you're listening. Yes, I think they are. Uh, and then we can we can get it going. So Stuart's and Craig, and he's a bit closer than the guys who were on holiday last night. Um, but I, I, I knew they were in bother yeah. when they started passing true or false. <sighs> did my uh, Avril Lavigne moment reach you? Oh yes, it did. You yeah. amazing. Exactly. <laughs> I loved that. It's even reached the, the rural communities, amazing. as you would call them, yeah. down in Annan. Did you know who Avril Lavigne? 
Can no. you speak? He didn't. No. No, I'd never heard of her. And right. I was greatly hearted the following day when I asked the Dazzler, have you ever heard of Avril Lavigne? He said, does she work here? That's not <laughs> the endorsement that you think it is. No? No, because his skill set is a bit narrow as well. So, But it was a comfort to know that there are two grey-haired guys walking about who don't know who Avril Lavigne is. <sighs> anyway, right. Let's, let's be, Stuart is there. Stuart, how's it going? All right. All right, Gordon. Right, let's do it. I'm going to toss... I spelt my name wrong up on the screen. Oh, come on. He's a Stuart with an EW. Do you know the thing is, Stuart, it's spelt the other way on my screen, so they've just taken a a punt on that. So we'll change that. Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's Cammy. And it is Heads. It's Avril Lavigne's biggest fan up against Stuart from Craigdon. So what we'll do here is give Hugh some greatest hits radio to listen to so that he can't hear us. And Stuart will give you 30 seconds Just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer, okay? Okay Good man, 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Rocco Vata is the son of what former Celtic player? Uh, Rudy What is the name of Stranraer's ground? Skipper True or false, St Johnson are the only professional club in the UK With a J in their name True Name one of the players that's got two goals in the Scottish Premiership already this season. Mayoski, Aberdeen. Who do Partick Thistle play tomorrow? Uh, Erdre. Kieran Tierney looks set to move to which Spanish side? Real Sociedad. Wet, 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 famously sponsored which Scottish football team? Clybank. See, Hugh'll definitely get that one when we bring him back. Hugh Evans, can you hear us? I always laugh when I hear Greatest Hits Radio because I thought, has Gordon Duncan ever heard of T Rex? Of course, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm young, well, daft, I'm well aware of uh, their back catalogue or at least one or two songs. Are you a fan? Uh, no, 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 not really. He uh, was okay, Matt Bowen, but... Uh, no Tony Bennett? No. Nah. No Leonard Cohen? Or anything like them. See, I've learned all the old artists from Hugh, because I know <laughs> his, his taste. I, can, I know Hugh's favourite artists, for some reason, <laughs> off by heart. And don't forget, I've forgotten about Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Anyway, right, you ready, Hugh? I am. 30 seconds on the clock, and your time. Starts now Rocco Vata Is the son of what Former Celtic player Rudy Vata What is the name of Stranraer's home ground uh, Stair Park True or false St Johnston are the only Professional club in the UK With a J in their name True Name any of the players That have got two goals In the Scottish Premiership This season Um Kyogo Who do Partick Thistle Play tomorrow Queen's Park Kieran Tierney looks set to move to which Spanish Real side? Real Sociedad. Wet, wet, wet. Famously sponsored which Scottish Clyde team? By the paper hankies. Sammy the Watt is the mascot of Dunfermline. Sammy the Tammy. Okay. We had a punch up once at the East End Park. Sorry? Sammy the Tammy and I fell out. I was doing uh, trackside interviews and Sammy the Tammy was making a nuisance of himself. So, words were exchanged. Mm-hmm. And very nearly blows Alright so it wasn't an actual punch up Because I I had to find video footage of that If that was the case um, What do you think Stuart? Hey, I think uh, Hughes just bet me uh, He's married He's a wee bit decade older than me So <laughs> Stuart, I have to, I have to <laughs> say A decade? Right, I've, let, well let's go through them And then I'll explain my, my thoughts uh, Rocco Vata is the son of what former Celtic player It's Rudy You both got it Stair Park is Stranraer Both got it St Johnson, the only team in the UK with a J in their name. You both got it. So I thought, what a game we've got in our hands. Stuart, you were flying here. Um, any player that scored two in the Premiership this season, there's a list. You've got Turnbull, O'Reilly, Lafondra, Kyogo, 
Not Miofsky, I'm afraid, Stuart. I mean, even Stuart's wrong answers were quite oh, good, good yep. you know, if that makes sense at all. So I thought Stuart was in with a chance, but I've never seen Hugh Keevans in this form. I've ne- literally never. Queen's Park play Partick Thistle tomorrow. Hugh goes two in front. And even then, Stuart wasn't down and out because he knew Real Sociedad, but so did you. He knew Clyde Bank, but so did you. And then you got Sammy the Tammy. <laughs> Amazing. How many years have you done this show? 38 And Beat the Pundit's been going for quite a few of them I know for a fact you have never, ever, ever got 8 out of 8 The uh, likes of which have never been seen Allow me this moment Stand up, point to the name on the cart Come on, stand up Go on Do it properly <laughs> That's our camera's not even on him Can we get that middle camera on Hugh Keevans <laughs> While he points at the back of his cardigan I saw it's great drama. It's not even lovely. Right. There we go. <laughs> Which means oh, I can't wait for this. Stuart, firstly, we'll say goodbye to you. Thank you for taking part. You, Stuart, you were good. You can hold your head high. You were just beaten by the better man. Could I ask uh, Hugh and Cammy a question, please? Go for it. Well, I support Rangers, Gordon, uh-huh. and what I think about Glasgow Rangers is uh, Michael Beal. I'm fifty fifty with him. Okay. But uh, what I think, Gordon, is he's all his coaches. He's brought them up with London with him. Mm-hmm. And they're all seem to come from, as far as I've heard, they all seem to come from Arsenal or Chelsea. Okay. Uh, now, Gordon, you knows, Cammy knows, you know that Arsenal and Chelsea don't let away good coaches. What I would like to see at Glasgow Rangers is like something that Celtic have got. They've got a John Kennedy. Uh, Rangers need either... I'll put three names to you. Alec Ray, Neil McCann, or even Barry Ferguson. Uh, they need somebody with a Scottish uh, thing at the club. I, I get the logic. Can you hear about people knowing the landscape and so on? But at the same time, Neil Banfield worked for a long, long time with Arsene Wenger. D- yeah. d- does it make, oh. you know, is, is Barry Ferguson a better option than him? Because, you know, he's, he's been I think here it's slightly, slightly disparaging to say that Chelsea and Arsenal don't let good coaches go. Things you know, move on, don't they? Yeah, they move on. Um, you know, Michael Beale did it himself. Um, Brendan, Brendan Rodgers was at Chelsea at one stage. You know, that's the nature of the game. So, um, while I understand that the... Uh, you, you know, Stuart wants some kind of Scottish connection there and incidentally Kenny Miller is battering the top of his radio at the moment why is he not included <laughs> in the shortlist um, but you know Michael Beale if you trust in the manager you have to trust in those who are with him quickly Cammy because we're I think, sidetracked like, no I know I think what Stuart's maybe trying to say is listen that there's if the management moves on there's nobody left at the club um, and if you've got one person who's got an association yeah. with Rangers then it's always good to have them there Okay, thank you to Stuart for beat the pundit he's throwing that point on us which is fine I'm always more than happy when those happen and we can get a bit of a conversation going but you've got the chance you've never had 8 out of 8 before No, the radio history has already been made and it means for the first time you get to go for the 10 Okay, everybody falls at the 10 <laughs> are you ready? Okay, Fabrizio Ravanelli played for which Scottish club? Dundee wow here he goes This is incredible Radio history Who is the current Rangers Number 9 uh, 
Dessers Yes He's done it on you Kevin's oh. Things you know oh. There you go You can keep that That's tonight's oh. questions Cammy and I will sign it Get it on the mantelpiece Can we give him a signed ball? Uh, we'll give oh, him anything he wants you. Well done Oh it's my Grandson's birthday uh, On the 30th of August So don't if I get dare, a signed ball Don't you dare give him that, that <laughs> no, bit no, but, his birthday no, but he'd love a signed ball Brilliant Oh incredible yeah. Things you never thought you would hear Congratulations uh, It was Thank a pleasure you, to watch you in action tonight It almost makes up for all the Awful performances <laughs> you've put in Over the years Avril Are you listening Avril <laughs> An extra macaroni pie tomorrow apparently For the oh. producer says You're in, you're, What a treat that will wow. be Right oh, I've got couscous for tomorrow Seriously? Yeah I don't it's even, the, it's I don't even think you would even know what couscous was I, I still don't <laughs> right, but, okay. but I have bought it for tomorrow Updates to follow tomorrow 01419511025 It was a big night in Europe last night Let's bring in Glenn Who is a big Aberdeen fan Glenn What did you make of it? It was uh, a nervous night um, Especially when we found ourselves 2-0 down But um, I think the, the character of the team Was probably questioned at that point And they really stood up to it And fought back to I kind of feel like we're in pole position now To get to the Europa League group stages after that Yeah, you you would have taken 2-2 Before the game, I assume you certainly, yeah, You've absolutely. certainly taken it 2-0 down Would you have taken it before? Yeah, we we discussed it on the podcast um, as part of our preview that, um, you know, given the fact that they're halfway through their season, setting a point off the top of the table and pretty impressive home record as well, you'd have bitten your hand off at draw, especially given kind of our poor start to the season. Uh, yes, we played well against Celtic, but it wasn't a, a win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I felt that we were not really our best against Sterling and Livingston as well. So was a bit nervous at what to expect. So he had a bit in your hand off for a draw. I think more than that, Cammy. for those who didn't see it, Aberdeen were really good last yeah. night as well. They probably deserved to win the game. I can't believe they were 2-0 down. Um, and, you know, VAR, handballs, we've, we've been there before. It's mm-hmm. so cruel, um, whether it was right or not. Um, so the character to then come back, they could have won it. They thought they'd won it again, but for a, an offside decision. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing you touched on there, Gordon, was that the performance. It was really, really impressive. They were good value throughout the whole game. And as you say, it was it was surprising they were 2-0 down. Um, but again, when you get yourself in that position, you can either fold or you, it re-energises you. And I think that's what happened with Aberdeen. That they got the bit between their teeth and they, they got that all-important first goal, um, which was really, really important. Then they started to believe and... They absolutely could have won that tie last night, but it's a it's a brilliant, brilliant result from being two 0 down, um, which would have been an uphill battle if they came back to Petodre with that that two 0 deficit. Um, now that's to each, I, I totally agree with Glenn that they are in the driving seat, but they need to produce another big performance, and it would be massive for Aberdeen to get into the the group stages. I loved it a lot, but look, Hugh, it is half time in the tie, all the usual yeah. caveats, but. Our clubs in Europe, as Glenn says, how many times you've seen that? Oh, they're twenty games into their season. You got to wait. They're the, the Swedish champions, and two 0 down. It's a very unScottish, yeah, like thing to do for us at this stage of qualification. Come back and and be the better team and draw to all. The first thing I want them to do is forget all about having beaten Hacken at Petardry before. The past has no relevance to the present day. I was delighted to see Nicky Devlin get a goal after the mistake he made against Celtic and he was punished for it by Kyogo. I'm also fascinated by Barry Robson. The Stephen Glass experiment was a top-class failure and then in came Jim Goodwin and things went from bad to worse. 
Barry Robson, an appointment from within, is always a gamble. Are they taking the easy option? But he seems to be a very good manager in the making. Mm. And he is in the making, but he's got things going there and he's got good signings. And that was a tremendous thing to put on his CV last night. Glenn, I'm sure you'd agree. Absolutely. Uh, I think, as as you said, you know, looking at Barry Robson's appointment, you could definitely class it as the easy option. And I've said before, when you appoint from within, and especially last season, the club were kind of damned if we did and damned if we didn't in the sense that, um, you know, if we went for an external appointment, given the work that Barry had done and <clears throat> that appointment went wrong, he'd have been we'd have been questioned as, why did you turn that down? And once you gave Barry the job on a permanent basis, if results went the other way, we'd have been questioned why we didn't pull in mm-hmm. someone with more experience. And yeah. I think, you know, obviously I'm putting a lot of praise on the players for showing the character to, to come back from 2-0 down last night. But you've also got to credit Barry Robson. We've been quite critical in recent weeks of his lack of substitutions. And the first thing he did when we went 2-0 down was give debuts to Jimmy McGarry and Jamie McGrath. And what an impact those two players mm-hmm. had as well. And as you said, you know, we couldn't win the game as well. Of course, Jimmy McGrath had goal disallowed in, in stoppage time as well. Um, so, yeah, some job he's doing. So you fancy it from here, Glenn, I think you said driving seat. How confident <laughs> are you? Yeah, no, no, that, now that I've said that, that'll be quoted and used against me if, if things go horribly <laughs> You're wrong. entitled to feel that way. I, I think you've, you've got to, you know, I spoke of Harkin's um, home form. Um, I think our home form is, speaks for itself as well. And the fact that now Pataudry sold out today for for next week as well, a full house be right behind Barry and the boys as well. And uh, yeah, I've got to got to fancy our chances of getting to the Europa League group stages. Good man, and what an achievement it would be! Thank you, Glenn. You can hear more from Glenn on the Red Tinted Glasses podcast as well. Big Aberdeen fan sharing his thoughts with us tonight. Keep them coming if you can. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll get a full time teaser and more calls for you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans are here. If you're just joining us, you've missed radio history. Hugh Keevans, huh? so often hopeless at Beat the Pundit. Not only did he win, and he got all these questions right, all eight... We then gave him the chance, as we always do in those circumstances, to go for the 10, and he did it. Hugh Keevans is here for 10 in a row. It's the pinnacle of my career. Incredible. It really was. Let's see if you can keep up your knowledge streak on the full-time teaser. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Score made-to-measure wardrobes. Available to the trade. Thank you to Big Shane in Wisher, if you're listening. Thanks, Big Shane, for sending the questions in. I'm going to make an executive decision on this teaser, right? <laughs> I don't care if you got 10. Uh-huh. You two are limited when it comes to the full-time teaser. Would that be a fair accusation? Uh, Would you like a right of reply? You've characterised us perfectly. Good, yep. okay. So, Big Shane's question has nine answers on it. Okay. I'm going to take an axe to that, right through the middle. Well, sort of, because you'll see in a minute. We'll see how we get on, right? Uh-huh. Let, let's start off with, can you name four Scotsmen who have scored directly from a free kick in the English Premier League more than once? So can you name nine Scotsmen who scored directly from a free kick in the English Premier League 
more than once. Premier League began when? 92-93. Gary McAllister? So to give you a little bit of a clue, there are nine players that have scored okay. free kicks, yep. but only four have done it more than once. So I wonder if you can name them. Charlie Gary- Adam. Yes, Hugh Keevans. This, guy, good, oh, this guy's good on fire Hugh. tonight, honestly. Gary McAllister? No. He's done it once, so okay. I'll, I'll take him off because okay. the, there are the. He's on the, the next bit yep, of your yep, list. Yep. Mike Tomney? No. Those big hitters at Man United wouldn't let him near them, I don't think. McFadden? Yes, Whoa. twice. Look at that, 50% of the way there. I might need to open this up to the nine who've done it at all. Underestimated um, us. I did. Let's see how <laughs> we go. Uh, let's bring in Gary, who's an Aberdeen fan from Fife. Gary, are you? how happy are you with what you saw last night? Second half were really good. Mm-hmm. First half, no so good. Fair. I think uh, with the two new players that come on, uh, McGarry and... Oh, what's his name? Oh God, I can't mean his name now. But uh, McGrath. Oh McGrath, sorry, McGrath. yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, McGrath. Uh, really good when they come on. Unlucky not to take the win. Actually, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Did you see that? Did you see that coming? The previous caller was talking about, you know, like bits of the performance. Yeah, were good against Celtic, but he didn't win the game. Livy wasn't brilliant. Stirling Albion wasn't brilliant, given the disparity in, in level. So, were you pleasantly surprised, or did you always feel like this current group had that in them? When I first seen the team, I was like, oh, no, same team as Stirling Albion. I'm trying to, oh, we're going to get a bit of a doing here, like. But after, like I say, with the two new players that come on, different team. Different team, like. Do you think you'll go through from here? Oh, aye. Yeah, aye, definitely. That's, that's totally so good already, I know. That'll be loud, won't it? That'll be loud. Great. It's great the stadium's sold out, but um, there's still work to be done. I, I, you know, I, off the back of a result such as the one that Aberdeen got last night, there is, of course, a rush to congratulate them and to celebrate the moment. But Barry Robson would be the first to tell you, let's get some mirroring out the way, yeah. first of all, this weekend, and then let's focus on this because it's so important to the club. Let's not get carried away. Full house, but feet on the ground. Yeah, I think that'll be obvious, won't it, Cammy? Um, was, I was interested to see Hearts' opponents last night, and it, it may be justified because they've got they'll be tough over there and they take a lead. But they were sort of dancing and celebrating after the game as if they they had one. Always feel that's a bit risky. Yeah, very risky. I agree with Hugh that Aberdeen they just need to navigate their way through the the game on Sunday, which will be a really difficult game at um, St Mirren. But it's also really important that they continuously try and take points in the league when they've got these big European ties because they're going to have to get used to um, playing on Thursday nights going forward because either they would obviously fall into the the conference if if they if they don't mm-hmm. um, continue in the Europa. So, but again, it was really positive performance and and really good signs that I think they can absolutely mm-hmm. get the job done on on Thursday night. Now, Gary, I believe you've also got a point about. A name that will be of interest to a lot of fans listening down here as well Because we've been talking about Liam Scales Will he start for Celtic? Is he going to have to go and play at the moment? You guys had him on loan last season of course I don't didn't, I didn't see any hassle with playing Scales I would quite have happily have had him back But only on a permanent deal though um, But I didn't see what the worry is And he's a decent player Like I say, I've him my team any time At okay. any point, right? He now gets the chance to uh, live up to the nice billing that you've given him. 
Um, I think he would be back at Aberdeen by now. He'd be your player and probably on a permanent deal were it not for the fact that Brendan Rodgers has lost three defenders and he just can't let them out the building. Uh, in fact, if you include the sale of Starfield, that's four central defenders that have been lost to Brendan Rodgers, one voluntarily, the other three because of injury. So Liam Scales tomorrow gets a mm. terrific chance to show that he deserves to stay at Celtic for reasons other than he's the only one left. Is that, is that the way you see it, Gary? Has all this led to that ship sailing in terms of Aberdeen getting him back? Well, we signed McGarry, yeah. so I think that's where, uh, where we're, we're at now. Eh? Mm. Like, like uh, Hugh says, he would have been here by now. He would have been at Petorde by now if we were getting him. Mm. So, nah, McGarry would be fine as well. And yet, Cammy, I mean, if Celtic need players now, they need them now. But at the same time, let's assume, because you would, that Celtic are going to go and sign someone yep. this this week. At least one central defender. Kobayashi is not a million miles away. Remains to be seen how much Brendan Rodgers likes him. And I know it's a big drama and, it, it, and it's a relatively long period. But if it's seven or eight weeks, then Cameron Carter-Vickers and Mike Navarotsky also come back. So, it... it Still, is it a short-term fix that Celtic are looking for there then? Yeah, listen, I think it's um, it's up to Liam Scales now. Hughes um, hit the nail on the head there that he needs to take his opportunities. If he's given it tomorrow, listen, the Celtic get a clean sheet. He, he puts in a good performance, looks really confident, the fans like him. He'll continuously play. I, I think it, Brendan Rodgers, he, he can't not play. So it's up to him. He's got that Premier League experience now. He's played with Aberdeen. He'd done well when he was up there. I liked him as a defender. I think it would be a shame if he has to sit in the background when all these players come back. Yeah. But it's up to him. He's got the opportunity. If he puts himself out there, performs well, then then why would he be left out of the team? Yeah. I think Celtic really need to get in an experienced defender. They do. Um, with, with no disrespect to Scales or to Lagabielka, but you're talking about the onset of the Champions League. You're talking about the need not to lose ground in the domestic league to the extent that you've given Rangers a massive chance to take the title yeah, back. It still, it still needs to be right though, doesn't it? I always f- the, the focus on that word sometimes worries me a bit. And I'm sure Brendan Rodgers not daft. He's not just going to go for someone who's only experienced. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll try. Um, I just feel like in the last few years, just, we've heard that a lot. Celtic fans shudder at the mention of Shane Duffy, mm-hmm. who everyone thought was going to be great. Yep. Celtic went to uh, Rangers, brought in an experienced Gareth McCauley. We never really mm-hmm. saw much of him before that. Rangers had the ex- extremely experienced Bruno Alves. You know, it's just sometimes it, it's not everything. Yeah, and it can be an experienced player who's maybe slightly over the hill a little bit. I think. Listen. Cameron Carter-Vickers is such a big player for, for Celtic. I think he's a fantastic mm. defender and they miss him so much. They'll be desperate to get him back because he's a huge player in the Champions I League. Think of, I think of this as like a, a casino. The casino oh. shuts on the 1st of September and Brendan Rodgers has got to gamble. He's got to put his chips on one number here because he desperately needs someone with Lagabielka and Scales because, as I say, by the time... Welsh, Navrotsky. Yeah, sorry, I didn't even mention Stephen Welsh. And Carter Vickers come back. By the time they are ready mm. to play, the the Champions League will almost be over in terms of the group stages, and the league will have started to take shape. The domestic league will have started to take shape, and 
Celtic, through no fault of their own, but they are being desperately unlucky mm. and they have only Lagabielka and Scales. Iwata is not a centre-back. Kobayashi, I do not think, has the physicality for Scottish football. So Brendan has got to put the chips on a number. Thank you, Gary. Aberdeen fan from Fife. Just quickly then, on the, before we, we move on from last night, are you both confident Aberdeen finished the job? In a word? Yes. Maybe. Okay. Hearts, obviously, more to do. What did you make of them last night? Again, it felt like the performance was actually quite good, unless you... Brilliant. Great performance. Um, very unlucky to to be down in that tie. Um, but I think they'll take huge confidence going over there. They, they now know that team is beatable. Mm-hmm. If They'll need to perform to a really high level, but they can definitely go over there and beat them. And I've said it before, Hugh. I said it when Kevin Van Veen scored at the exact same end of Tynecastle. You should get one per season, where if it's offside, you get... A child, you're allowed to make it stand if it's a if it's that good a goal. Yeah. You get to choose that it stands. That's that's the hill I'll die on when I take over FIFA. That's what I'll bring in. Well, because Shanklin's was a great finish, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, a real shame for him. But the ground that they are going to, the Tumba Stadium, is actually named after a hillside grave. This guy's on one tonight, isn't he? That, so the he's you, know, you said the hill that you would die on. Oh right, I got you. There, there we go. The ground, the Tumba Stadium. Give me a wee trip out there. Is named after a hillside grave. <sighs> Some knowledge. Every day's a school day with this guy. Colin is a Rangers fan, and he is going to come up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are about to bring in Colin, who's on the line. Very quickly, let me check in on this teaser. Thanks again to Big Shane and Wisher. He's looking for the four Scotsmen who've scored more than one direct free kick in the English Premier League. James McFadden, Charlie Adam and two others. I'll give you one. Robert Snodgrass oh, It's a pleasure to be with this guy He's got six apparently Six wow. free kicks uh, That is good Which means only one to get We'll get them before the end of the show Thank you again to Big Shane uh, And don't forget You can send your questions in Like Big Shane To full time At Clyde1.com I hope Shane's like Five foot nine And it's just <laughs> just, just puts it out there So everyone thinks he's a monster But we'll see um, Right Let's go to the phones Because Colin has been Hanging on and bigger For quite some time Sorry Colin Take it away Good evening Gordon Hugh and Cammy. Hello Thanks for having me uh, First of all Well done Hugh On the beat the pundit <laughs> Outstanding oh, oh, Unbelievable You're very kind Thank you Joined an elite crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I'd like to uh, discuss the Yanis Hadji situation at Rangers. Uh-huh. Uh, for me, Hadji's an outstanding player, and I, I think Bill's very blindsided on this, to be honest. I, I can't see why we're looking to offload this boy. Uh, my ideal in my head, I think Yanis Hadji. I can't, uh, sorry, Nicholas Raskin and Sufuentes is my midfield. But the situation with Hadji, he's openly admitted he's not the same player. He was pre-injury. So, in my head, I'd love to see him adopt this quarterback Stephen Davis type role where he can dictate play and he can break at times. Um, I think we're a stronger team with Hadji 
and his physique since he's come back for the injury is outstanding. How does he? How does he? How does he get in that role ahead of Raskin and Cifuentes? And if you've named that midfield three, is Todd Cantwell playing somewhere further up the pitch, or is he not playing at all? Cantwell, for me, floats between the front right, okay. two. It's going to clip of Danilo and Dessel. Mm. What do you think, Cammy? This the Yanis Hadji debate fascinates me because yeah. I think there's such a range based on what we get. We get, I think Colin called them outstanding, and then I think mm-hmm. there are others who would say, well, do you know what? No, I think it's okay to let him go." Yeah, listen, he's a player I would like to see stay at Rangers, to be honest. I think he's had a tough time from injury, and when you get a serious injury like that, it can take you two, three years to to get back to where you're at, or you might never get back to where you're at. But I I genuinely think over time he's young enough, he's 24-year-old, he's still got a lot to offer. He would be a really good squad player for Rangers, especially where they're going to go this season. They're going to have a lot of games to play and a lot of games to navigate. Mm. Um, Where where does he fit, right? Because let's, let's take even Collins... Wants to move him a bit Which I yep. don't even know If that's a possibility But let's say it was uh, Is he better than Raskin no. Cifuentes so, Or Jack So what I'm saying is He's a squad player uh-huh. I don't think I don't think he At this moment in time mm-hmm. um, He gets a starting um, Position in the team I, I genuinely don't think that I, I think he's going to have to Wait his time Yeah but that's what I mean wait, Where on the list is he then Because even if it's Further forward mm-hmm. Right so Todd Cantwell Yeah Who's um, a different league at the moment? Tom Lawrence now. Yeah, Michael Beale loves him by the sounds of it. Are desperate to see him back. Sam Lammers signed, and then if you're adding the kind of wind, the wider ones in of, um, you know, Sima, Matondo, yep. whoever it may be. Where is he in the pecking order? Listen, there's a there's a strong squad there, but I, I think he offers different to a number of them players. I, I think he's got that little bit of flair. He's he's. Um, can be very adventurous with his play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see him as a, a wide, wide player. I would like to see him getting on the ball. And the yeah. Rangers don't really do that anyway, do no, they? No, they don't. And and I just think it's a it's a shame at his young age. He's, he's a young player, and and to give him maybe another season of trying to see where he can get after that bad injury that he's had, and and just seeing where this season had went, um, I would have given him a, an opportunity. But listen. As you say, they've got a number of players in that sort of midfield area. Tom Lawn's coming back, I think, also um, probably makes the decision a little bit easier for Michael Beale. But we don't know how long. Again, hopefully, Tom Lawrence is fit and stays fit. Well, do Hughes. Well, let's hear Michael Beale's thoughts on it, and then you can give us yours. This is what Michael Beale had to say today on Yanis Hadji. Glenn's the one who's closest. There's been a lot of hot hair around Yanis, obviously. Um, in the last week or so but it was a logical conversation if you think about it that he's missed a year of football we're very loaded in the positions that he plays and he wants to know if he's going to be a main star he's trained really well and when he's played I think or when he's had an opportunity to play I think he's done he's done well but the last few weeks in those positions I think people have done well you know Abdullah and Rabi scored in the week, and Danilo scored, and Seema's, um, sorry, and Dessas has scored, and, and Lamas has scored. So I think we've already had seven goal scorers across the five or six games so far. So in the attacking positions, we're loaded, obviously, with Kamar, Tom Lawrence, and Todd Campwell as well. So it was a logical conversation that seems to have got out of the building in terms of playing time and, and guarantees around it. So we'll see. It's got to be right for Yanis and Certainly not uh, dismissing Yanis being inside and being an important player either. Again, I think Michael Beale dropping a hint that they are loaded in that area of the pitch. 
I thought his uh, cameo role last week against Morton in the Viaplay Cup was terrific. But prior to that match, it had already been decided he wasn't going to be in the European squad for the game against PSV. Therefore, I think that in the long term, Michael Beal sees Hadji leave the club along with Glenn Kamara and he uses the funds to bring in someone else that he has his mind mm. on. Would you be open to that, Colin? Is it worth thinking about the business side of it? And if it is then moved on, then Michael Beale signs someone else that he, he wants more? See, it's probably in the region of four million, probably. They're looking to recoup what they've laid out. So I don't see a better 24 year old at the moment on the market with that type of potential uh, and skill factor for the same money, Gordon. So, no. Would, would it be for a different profile, Lokami? That's what I wonder. Michael Beale said before he wants a Ryan Kent type, i.e., a dribbler. Maybe something Rangers don't really have. It sounds like it's. it's it's the Anis Hadji's profile that's the yeah. issue here. Michael Wheel doesn't think he's a bad player, but he's, as Hugh says, we're loaded in that area. Yeah. Is he better than, than what they've got? Michael Beal maybe doesn't think so. So w- would he be looking to spend that money on on a different type? And we've heard there on Glenn Kamara as well, he said he's closer to, to leaving. Yeah, and I think that's that's logical that if um, Hadji leaves and he looks to use that money on a, on a type of Ryan Jack type of player. Kent. Um, um, Kent, sorry. Um, so, but again, I just feel as if it is a shame because he's not been given the opportunity to get right up to speed after his injury. He was a when he first came to the club was a very exciting player for a lot of the Rangers fans, and yeah, he's had listen, he's had moments that it's been flashes that it's been there, but um, I still think he's a quality player and he's young enough. Um, so. But it looks yeah. like the writing's on the wall Well thanks Colin We'll see how this plays out Seven days to go I think In the transfer window Thank you for taking the time Tomorrow Hugh We've obviously discussed County Rangers and Celtics St Johnston at length But two other great fixtures For different reasons Let's start Motherwell Kilmarnock There is a lot to like there Of course uh, Who's made a better start Really than Derek McInnes With Kilmarnock uh, Coming off the back of Putting Celtic out of a cup A real novelty uh, they will fancy their chances and particularly so I think because Motherwell unfortunately lost Beerus, uh last weekend um, to a contentious tackle if you listen to Stephen Robinson and Stuart Kettlewell Kilmarnock on the road last season hopeless but a different Kilmarnock now at the back with uh, Robbie Dees Stuart Finlay Lewis Mayo they're not losing goals and I would take them to go away from Motherwell with something. If not three points, at least one. Um, Cammy, who'd be a football manager? Short Kettlewell has the big task of replacing Kevin Van Veen. It's not going to be easy. So he assembles some other strikers together. Um, the one who seems to have caught the eye the most is Mika Beereth, injured against St Mirren, out for three months. John Abika's out as well. And yet still... Despite the fact that Motherwell have offloaded a number of players, it's still operating on a on a one in one out policy. Added a new defender yesterday, but um, that's a blow, isn't it? Massive blow. Um, again, losing Van Veen, he was so influential last year. Brilliant, brilliant player, scored so many goals for Motherwell. Um, but yeah, again, when you get a striker in, he's try- just finding his feet, and then all of a sudden, Stuart Kettlewell finds himself with reduced numbers due to injury. It's a tough job. Listen, he, he knew what he was walking into. Um, things are tight at Motherwell at the moment, and 
But again, you've got to take his, take your hat off to Stuart Kettler. He's doing a fantastic job, and you don't write them off because they're they're a good, well organised side, and they've got midfielders that can score goals as well. Spittle in there, who who's been really good this season as well. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting game that because Kilmarnock have been absolutely flying this season so far. Yeah, and it's it's a real intriguing one to see where Kilmarnock are in terms. Yeah. Of, you know, lots of people are now looking and saying they could be the top six shout. They could be the dark horse. You know, these games are a different challenge, aren't they? And you know, can you go and can you go and sort of dominate the game a bit more? Can you mm-hmm. go and win it? They've been brilliant at, at you know the the so called tougher opponents. Yeah. Sometimes the lesser opponents, you, you know, you then need to change the style, I guess. And it is, it's, it's a completely different style. They'll see more of the ball. Can they create opportunities? And then when they go forward, are they leaving themselves wide open because they've they've been very compact against the, their wins against Rangers and Celtic. Um, and then hit teams, them two teams on the counter attack. But it's different when you play Motherwell. The expectations there now as well. Can you handle that when you've beat the two top sides in the in the league? Um, can you go and beat Motherwell away? And Hugh touched on it last season. Their away f- uh, record yeah. was horrendous. I know they've they've got that draw against Hearts, but they need to. And then sorry, Hugh. And then just the other one before we go, Hibs Livy because Oofed. Huh. like you just cliche but you just don't really know what you're going to get with Hibs no. and they, they keep digging out big results when they need to this is sandwiched in between those two Villa games goodness knows what it's going to look like next week um, it's unfair but it's part of our football culture in this part of the world there's speculation that if Lee Johnson doesn't win this game tomorrow he may lose his job um, that, he's had that a lot hasn't he yeah, and ends up yeah, but never really he, know but last season we did have El Sakiko uh, and there was talk about him then. Um, I think Hibs cannot go on being pointless and joint bottom of the Premiership. He's got to get a win over Libby tomorrow. Uh, he's at home and you know he has a squad, a decent squad. He's got to get a win. Brilliant. We're looking forward to it. A six-hour special for us tomorrow. Thanks again to Big Shane and Wisher for his question tonight. Thanks again to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions. He's Bride. Make sure you check out their trade counter on Colville's Road we are looking for four Scots who scored more than one direct free kick in the English Premier League Robert Snodgrass Charlie Adam and James McFadden you have got one more to get Stuart Armstrong no I thought you just did some sort of celebratory gesture oh. to me because you thought you had it no no that's, that's my ten. Oh, <laughs> that's my ten. You were on um, right clue time yep go for it great set piece taker obviously more than one spell at Celtic and went down south in between now in the management game with one of the clubs that he played for in England I thought they were wonderful clues more than one spell at Celtic Aston Villa in between times Stan Pedro no the other one he didn't come back to Celtic though did he who did who came back and by the way they're Scottish for a start the purpose of the question (laughs) I had to make a fool of it at some point. Former Hibs manager. Lenny. No. Oh, what's happening here? Current John Wigan Collins. manager. No, uh, Sean, Sean Maloney. Maloney. Oh, Jesus, Sean Maloney. Man. What chance have I got? Anyway, back tomorrow from noon. It's a six hour special. We can't wait. And George is up next on the GBX.